That was a great interview, wasn't it? I, I mean, I, I didn't do it. I didn't do anything. Believe some of those stories. That's you know, crazy. Yeah, and just you know, he used to do a radio show too. Did you know that? I did not. Yeah, I think he hosted a radio show in Calgary for some time. At uh, I believe the Fan Nine Sixty in Calgary. Is that what it is? The Fan Nine. Yeah. I think it's still called that. Yeah. The, yeah. Uh, but I mean, holy cow! So so many texts coming in. Um, Jumpin' Jack Flash says. Kevin in L.A. on Jungle Gym. Great interview and story and lessons in life. Have him back. Jumping Jack Flash. JCD says it should be a movie. Uh, Tiger goes, I'm pretty sure he reads a book a week as well, like forever he's done that. And also says Jungle tells a story of how his dad was trying to get him up one morning to go train and he didn't feel like it. His dad said, well, don't worry about it. I'm sure the Russians are sleeping in. Jim got up right away. Um, Cardiac Mike says, KK, this is an unbelievable interview. I never knew these stories of Jungle Jim. Uh, they're great. Um, Heavy Chevy says, I'm so happy that Jungle Jim is on your show. There is a national film board documentary about Jungle Jim called Sword of the Lord. Excellent short film. Um, I did see the movie of the Crazy Canucks, and I was telling you about it. It was done a long time ago. But just fascinating how those guys... Drove around Europe in a van, jammed into like just one of those old, it was like those V-dub vans, you know, just jammed in there. And traveling Europe as, you know, 20-year-olds, 19-year-olds. I mean, Podborski was even, I think, 17 and things like that. And these guys became legendary. And as, as, as Jim said, they were more revered in Europe than they were in Canada, which is too bad. It's too bad, and it took a long time for Canadians to realize just how special they were. And, I th- I mean, this isn't a direct comparison, also due to, you know, the different time and not being um, exposed uh, worldwide mm-hmm. as much. But, like, think of it now if there was a, a kid that pl- grew up in, in Florida playing hockey there and rose to the ranks of the NHL and even then played in the United States mm-hmm. for a bit before coming, say, playing in a place like Toronto or Edmonton and, you know, hailed as as heroes and national stars uh, up here, whereas maybe the rest of his life he kind of felt like he was, uh, you know, backseat uh, in terms of attention and stuff. That's the only real comparison I can draw, and it's kind of a – it's funny because that's totally fabricated. Like, you have to make something up to compare <laughs> to what their actual story is. Uh, so it, that was a great interview. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to listening listening back to that one. Mm-hmm. As can if, – if you – if any of our listeners – maybe just missed it or jumped in halfway through or something uh, because it was kind of a bit of a last minute um, arrangement. We were kind of scrambling all morning with Pronger missing his flight and stuff. So um, it will be uploaded here both in hour three of today's Kevin Carey show, January 15th. And then we're also going to upload it as kind of its own separate episode Mm -hmm. too, just that interview. And we'll tweet out links to it and stuff with some social clips this afternoon. And again, yeah, we didn't really know he was coming on until about nine o'clock somewhere in there. Yeah. And, you know, so it's not like you can do a lot of prep on a guy and, and, and things, you know, sort of, I kind of looked at a few articles about him, you know, in the past and, you know, we did bring him up along with the crazy Canucks, you know, several weeks ago, but just, it's just a big part of, you know, Canadian skiing. And again, and he alluded it too. you know, talking to his mom in the sense that, you know, there have been great women Canadian skiers up to that point, but the men really didn't come on until, you know, the crazy uh, connects. I better read this one text or else I'll be in big trouble, Duke. Uh, <laughs> Kevin, this is your mom. Nothing can stop a Saskatchewan boy when uh, uh, when they are pursuing a dream. Love this province. Thanks, mom. Thanks for listening. 
you know that your mom's always you know right mom's, mom's always, are always right, right. Yeah. mom's always right yeah love you mom uh thanks for listening uh what else so we got uh, eddie kratz from sports illustrated coming up at 10 uh, 20 as far as this afternoon's game again we a lot of reports still about people shoveling trying yeah, to you know it's in buffalo stopped. we're talking about stopped. buffalo uh so buffalo and pittsburgh so 2 30 our time yeah uh that that's kickoff 2 30 our time and then at uh 6 15 or whatever it is will be tampa bay and philadelphia we'll talk to ed kratz about that so I mean, weather's going to be a big factor. I don't know what the wind is in Buffalo. I haven't seen pretty, that one yet. Pretty decent. Pretty decent. Yeah, so. I, 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 made, I, I just checked there before the okay. uh, the update. All I know is like, so its current temperatures are about minus 8 or so mm-hmm. Celsius, but it feels closer to minus 20. So uh, obviously the wind chill is a, is a factor. Um, and I mean, hey, western New York off the lake. Yeah, it's it's always going to be a, a real possibility of a storm like this rolling in. I don't Oof. know if you saw any of the clips, Kevin, of because they've like the, they've been asking fans to, to shovel, come in yeah. and shovel, and they've been paying them and stuff. Um, twenty bucks an hour. Twenty bucks an hour, and I think they said they'd feed you. I think so, and then but you got to bring your own shovel. Obviously. You got to bring your own <laughs> shovel, and they're so they got like, these these shoots basically that run down the yeah. stairs. Uh, so you're just shoveling out the the seats and the lanes uh, into those. Then there was people like riding down the shoots to mm-hmm. move the snow along the tunnels all the way out onto the bottom it's onto crazy. the field, where then the tractors would come by and obviously get it all out. So so crazy. Um, we want to send some uh, well wishes out to our Friday co-host Eddie Steele. Sent a post out on. Uh, the old uh, twister there or whatever you call it. On Friday, Eddie, after the show, he went and got his wisdom teeth pulled. And another, didn't he see he had his wisdom teeth and one little baby tooth or something? It, yeah, like he so, said, he'd never lost the one baby yeah. tooth. So the uh, the adult tooth was still up in the gum. And of course, you know, long uh, long dead by now. Mm-hmm. So they were getting that extracted out as well. Uh, quite the, uh, the afternoon was set up for Eddie. Well, if you see the picture, you'll have a chance to look at the picture on Twitter or whatever, X or... And so Eddie had it uh, done on Friday, so he's got a picture of his normal, you know, handsome self, and then he's got the pic of where he is just, he calls himself the identified as Shrek, wisdom teeth gone. (laughs) It looks like, you know, I mean, he's got some swelling still to get down, and his eyes a little darker, it looks like he's got a bit of a shiner and stuff too, so... Yeah, uh, I would imagine he'd been on the painkiller. Hey, are you seeing him just now <laughs> just for the first time? I just pulled it's it up. It's crazy. So, Eddie, I, you're probably uh, listening. You're probably kind of on the couch getting all healed up. So He uh, said he wasn't missing a show. Oh, yeah. No kidding. So, I know he was still watching the games on the weekend, though, because oh, he, yeah. was, uh, he yeah. was tweeting at me about a couple yeah. of them, including the um, earlier discussed sleeve issue. <laughs> so, uh, so, man, shout out, Eddie. Tough as they come. Looking good, looking sharp. He'll as be back. He'll as be ever. back Friday. Handsome back as ever. Uh, when we come back, we'll tee up uh, tonight's NFL tilt between the Bucks and the Eagles with Ed Kratz from uh, Sports Illustrated. That's coming up right after the break on the Kevin Carey Show on Sports fourteen forty. Stay with us. All right, welcome back to the big program. Time now for the game of the day, brought to you by St. Albert Dodge. Over 300 new Dodge, Ram, and Jeeps are available. 0% for up to 72 months on select models. 0% also available on Ram 1500s only at St. Albert Dodge. Check out stalbertdodge.com as we welcome in Ed Kratz from Sports Illustrated. Uh, Ed, uh, welcome to Sports 1440. Thanks for hopping on this morning. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. So uh, the tilt tonight, Eagles and Buccaneers, uh, Philly kind of comes in, I don't know, would you say limping a little bit into the playoffs? But uh, how do you see this uh, one shake down tonight in Tampa? Uh, yeah, well, I think they're 
probably doing a little bit more than limping into this game. I mean, they're, you know, they're kind of bloodied and, and bruised uh, with how they finished the season. Losers of five of their last six games. Uh, you know, there's probably a lot of questions in the locker room, whether or not, you know, they're on the same page, and, you know, what their confidence level is going to be. So, uh, you know, it's a, it's a tall task given the way this season ended for them to come to Tampa and win this game. But, you know, there is a chance and they do have some, you know, veterans on this team who, of course, you know, a lot of these guys went to the Super Bowl last year, so they got a taste. And, you know, maybe that will motivate them to, you know, maybe play together and a little better than they did to close the season. Uh, who picks up the slack for A.J. Brown not in the lineup tonight? Yeah, there's going to be a few guys that they're probably going to have to lean on in that regard. You know, obviously Devontae Smith, uh, you know, is a big weapon on this team too. So he'll be available. He missed the last game of the season with an ankle injury. Um, so he'll be, you know, he'll be counted on a lot. But, you know, the Bucks know that too. They know that he's the weapon that they're going to probably try to get the ball to. Uh, so they'll do what they can to take him away. So you're going to have to lean on guys like Quez Watkins, who, you know, has had a good game, I guess, if, if you want to be encouraged by anything. He played well in that, that loss to the Giants in the season finale. He had over 90 yards receiving and had a touchdown. <clears throat> so he'll be somebody that they're going to look to uh, pick up some of the slack, as will Julio Jones, you know, the veteran who is kind of on a snap count, you know, at his age. They don't want him playing more than, you know, 20 snaps at most per game. But he'll be a guy that – you know, they'll look to, you know, maybe get them a little bit more involved. And, uh, you know, maybe Britton Covey, someone like Britton Covey, uh, their punt returner, uh, who led the league, I think, in punt return yardage this year. He can play in the slot that, you know, maybe they'll go to him. And then you have your tight ends. Dallas Goddard, of course, is a, is a weapon in the pass game. So they have guys. It's not going to be just one guy that's going to have to pick up the slack. It's going to have to be a couple guys. Ed Kratz from Sports Illustrated is our guest on the Kevin Carey Show on Sports 1440. Um, when they made the changes at running back and brought in DeAndre Swift, uh, it was kind of weird at the start of the season. Maybe you agree or disagree, but he's really kind of taken the ball and run with it. But uh, what have you made of uh, DeAndre, DeAndre Swift this year? Yeah, I like what you did there, uh, Kevin, <laughs> with the uh, take the ball and run with it thing. But, uh, yeah, uh, pun intended. Um, but, yeah, he, listen, he, he went over a 1,000 yards career year for him. Um, but it's been kind of a strange year in that, you know, he, he had the great start to the season. In fact, he had 130 yards on the ground the last time the Eagles played Tampa Bay back in week three, you know, a very long time ago. He, uh, and the Eagles had over 200 yards rushing in that game, Swift with 130. But since that game, he uh, hasn't gone over 100 yards. It's kind of been a struggle. It's been – uh, you know, not what I thought would happen with him as the season went on. I thought he'd be a little bit more involved, but yeah, he really hasn't. Yet he is over a thousand yards. So uh, it's second year the Eagles have had a thousand yard back, second year in a row. St. Miles Sanders did it last year, and until then it had been, I think, 2013 or 14 when LaShawn McCoy had over a thousand. So I think Swift's had a good year. They're getting him a little bit more involved in the past game. And when you mention guys that'll pick up the slack for AJ, I, I didn't mention Swift, yeah. but yeah, Swift could also see some targets in the past game as could Kenny Gainwell their other running back but you know Swift has had a good year whether or not the Eagles bring him back I'm not so sure you know he's this is his contract year Uh, the Eagles don't like to pay top uh, dollar for a running back so you know he could be a free agent uh, at the end of this season this could be his last game for the Eagles but I thought he did a decent job for them I thought he'd have a little bit better of a year after the start he had but it just didn't materialize 
What about the overall health? I mean, Darius Slay has been, you know, in and out with some knee problems. Uh, what's the overall health uh, of the Eagles going into this one? Yeah, uh, well, Reed Blankenship's uh, safety is questionable with a groin injury um, that he suffered in the final game of the season. Uh, so that's a concern because if he misses the game, you know, you're really only down to one healthy safety. Sidney Brown, the rookie safety, tore an ACL in that season finale, so he's out. So your only healthy safety is Kevin Bayard. So you'll probably have to have Avante Maddox go from his slot cornerback spot back to safety. And Bradley Roby would probably get the bulk of the snaps in the slot. Um, so that's a concern, you know, without Reed Blankenship. But like I said, he's questionable. He might play. Uh, but, you know, Slay, you mentioned Slay. He's, he's a guy that's going to play tonight. He missed mm-hmm. a month after having a surgery to uh, repair a torn meniscus. Uh, he's missed a month. Uh, you know, I talked to him in the locker room this week, and he said he feels like he's 21 again with the rest, you know, the month off. He said he feels feels fresh. He feels energized. So, you know, uh, he might be a little rusty, but at least, you know, at 33 years old, his legs might feel a little bit better after, you know, being out the month. Um, but, yeah, other than, you know, A.J. Brown, Reed Blankenship, I think Slay will be fine. Veteran guy, I think he'll, he'll figure it out quickly. He'll scrape that rust off early and he'll be fine. And he's got a big task. He's probably going to be – uh, covering Mike Evans a lot, mm-hmm. you know Evans, probable Hall of Famer, ten straight years over a thousand yards. Um, yeah, it's just been uh, been been a real good season for Mike Evans, and that's going to be Slay's job. But other than those guys, Jalen Hurts, you know, I forget to mention him. He's yeah. got the finger issue, but he was kind of firing the ball around at Friday's practice, making all the throws that in the short time the media was allowed to watch the practice. You know, he was throwing the short, the intermediate, the deep balls. Uh, we'll see how that affects him, though. Uh, once the game starts, I think he'll be okay. But you never know. I mean, it's hard to do much when you're, the middle finger on your throwing hand has been dislocated. Uh, so that's that's something to watch also. Ed Kratz, uh, Sports Illustrated, with us on Sports 1440. So, you know, the Bucks are 23rd in the NFL in offense, 23rd in defense. They're 3-7 and seven against winning teams this year. And yet <laughs> there's so much trepidation for Philadelphia to win this game. I, I don't know why it feels that way, but is that the same feeling that you have going into this one? Yeah, absolutely. Just based on what I said, how they finished the year. I mean, there just doesn't seem to be a lot you can kind of hang your hat on and say, yeah, this is why they can win this game. Except maybe, like I said, you got players that have been on this team that know what it's like to make a Super Bowl run. Now, obviously it's different. They made that run with, you know, the number one seed in their back pocket last year. This year they're trying to, you know, take, the back door, if you will, to get get there, they have to win three road games, um, you know, starting tonight against Tampa. Uh, and I know the Eagles are favored, which kind of surprises me. I think they were listed as a two-and-a-half or three-point favorite going into this game. But, um, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be a tough game, I think, for them just because of how they finish. We're going to have to see how their, their, their confidence level is, if, if they can compete and get off to a fast start. I mean, that game, that last game against the Giants, you know, down 24 to nothing before you really blinked an eye, and then the Eagles not competing. That that's concerning. Um, so we'll we'll see uh, how, how how they handle this tonight. And of course, you know, there's the rumors of Nick Sirianni, and you know, can he keep his job, thinking that maybe he needs to win tonight uh, to do it, or at least not get embarrassed, kind of like the Cowboys got embarrassed against the Packers uh, on Sunday. You know, uh, if that happens tonight here in Tampa, and the Eagles lose by a wide margin. You know, we could see the Eagles, uh, you know, looking for a new head coach by tomorrow. Boy, everyone just loves it when the, when the Cowboys get clocked like they did last night, huh? 
<laughs> well, I, yeah, I guess, you know, I, I, they were actually my pick to go to the Super Bowl. Oh, and shame on me. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, you're right. I know people in Philadelphia, oh. you know, they love it when the Cowboys lose. So, and probably a lot of national people, too. Mm-hmm. But uh, And especially the way they lost. So, yeah, there's a lot of people that, you know, are rooting for the Eagles. But, you know, even if the Eagles lose, they can at least take some satisfaction <laughs> in the fact that, hey, the Cowboys aren't here either. So, you know, let's let's move on to next year. Mm-hmm. Ed Kratz, Sports Illustrated, our guest on Sports 1440. We never really discussed Baker Mayfield yet, so what would the game plan be uh, for the Eagles uh, going in to face uh, Baker tonight? Yeah, I, well, I got to think that the Bucks are going to want him to get the ball out quickly, you know, to kind of, you know, not get hit <laughs> get hit much because he's coming in with a couple, couple injuries. I think he's got an ankle injury. He's got some rib uh, issues, so... They're going to try to keep him upright, uh, and, and I would think they're going to try to get the ball out of his hands quickly. Uh, you know, Chris Godwin, everybody looks at Mike Evans, and, yeah, he's, he's great, and they're going to get the ball to him when they can, but Chris Godwin out of the slot, uh, just another great year from him. And, you know, I mentioned the slot earlier, Avante Maddox may have to move to safety, so you have Bradley Roby in there trying to protect Chris Godwin, and, those, you know, he's fast with the slants. You can get the ball out quickly to him. Uh, you can run some stuff for Mayfield with Rashad White, their running back who had over, I think, 1,500 yards uh, from scrimmage this year. So they'll try to get him the ball quickly out, uh, get the ball out quickly into the flat to him. So I think that's the plan for Mayfield if you're the Bucks, is get get the ball out of his hands quick. Make sure he doesn't take too many hits because he's coming in with a couple injuries. And, you know, you don't want to lose him in game because – you know, I, I couldn't even name Tampa Bay backup quarterback at this point. I don't know who it is. I don't know but either. You don't want him. Yeah, you, you don't want him. Kyle Trask. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm having lunch here with a couple guys, and they just <laughs> chimed in with Kyle Trask. So, uh, yeah, um, yeah, Kyle Trask. But I don't think you want to see him in a playoff game, uh, you know, winner-go-home type game. So the Bucks are going to want to keep Mayfield healthy. Uh, good weather down there, everything. It's not like the rest of the country, right, there where it's just crazy. Oh. <laughs> well, it's not snowing, that's yeah. for sure. Uh but, it, you know, it's cool. It's probably, you know, mid-60s, something like that, overcast, uh, you know, off and on drizzle. And I think they're calling for maybe a little bit uh, heavier rain later this afternoon. So, uh, you know, it, it could be a factor. Mm-hmm. Um, but at least it's not snow and it's not freezing like we're going to see later in Buffalo today. Oh, boy. Well, we're, we're only minus 26 Fahrenheit here, Ed. <laughs> only minus 26. Wow, <laughs> and make sure you get the sunblock before you leave the house then, right? <laughs> oh, it, it, it's crazy. It's crazy. So uh, I would imagine you had an eye on uh, the Detroit-LA uh, Rams game last night. So if everything comes to fruition with the Eagles, they would go to uh, Detroit for next week. Uh, what did you make of that game? And uh, the, the I know you, you don't want to look too far ahead here, but uh, just the lines in general. Yeah, uh, there's a little bit of history with Nick Sirianni and the Lions. He's played them twice in his three years in Philly, won them both. Uh, two years ago, they went to Detroit when the Eagles were 2-5, and five, and everybody's thinking, ah, oh, Sirianni's going to get canned. He's going to be a one-and-done guy. And they go out and they beat the Lions 44-6 to six, and then reel off six, six wins in their next eight games. So uh, that, there's some history there. And then last year, they opened the season in Detroit. They got out to a 24-14 lead at halftime, the Eagles did, and they had to kind of weather a comeback from the Lions. They had 14 points in the fourth quarter, and the Eagles hung on to win 38-35. But, you know, this is, these are two different teams coming into this. Uh, you know, I think it's better than having to go to San Francisco to mm-hmm. play to the top-seeded 49ers if you're the Eagles, which yeah. probably would have happened, obviously, if the Packers didn't beat Dallas. 
so, yeah, there's some history there uh, with the Eagles and the Lions these last couple of years with Sirianni. So, uh, you know, it'll be interesting. I haven't really looked at the matchups or anything like that. But there was a time I thought the Rams would be coming to Philadelphia. You know, I thought, you know, maybe McVay, the Rams coach, made a mistake when they're down by a point and he punts the ball back with one timeout to the Lions uh, instead of going for it on fourth down on the other side of the field. Uh, I thought that was a mistake, and, and it was because the Rams never got the ball back. But, I, you know, I thought the Rams for a little while there, were, I'm like, wow, you know, the Eagles are going to be motivated because now they're going to get a home game uh, if they beat the Bucks. but that never happened. But I think it's still a little bit of a motivator for them because they know they can beat the Lions. They've done it the last two years, and it's sure better than having to play the 49ers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you did touch on it a little bit, Ed, but if – the Eagles are not able to get the job done tonight. And Nick Sirianni, his future, what, would you be able to say, is it like a 50-50? What, what, what would you say on, on that? Yeah, boy, that's a, that's a good question. I mean, I guess you could say it's 50-50. Um, you know, if you're the Eagles, I think you have to be real careful as far as firing a head coach who just took the team to the playoffs for a third straight year, a coach that went to the Super Bowl last year, and, you know, you're coming off of uh, the previous coach who was fired three years after he won a Super Bowl, Doug Peterson. So I think you have to be careful if you're the Eagles of, you know, kind of this would be their fourth coach in 11 years if they were to move on from him. I mean, you know, continuity is such an important part, I think, you know, to success in the NFL, especially in the, you know, with the head coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think it would be you'd really have to think about that if you're the owner, Jeffrey Lurie. Uh, and, you know, he's a pretty good owner, and he doesn't seem to make, you know, rash decisions or impulsive moves. So I guess, you know, I would probably go a little higher than 50-50 that he gets fired. I think Sirianni, unless they lose like 40 to nothing tonight, then I think, you know, maybe he does get fired. But I, I think it's probably 70-30 that – Sirianni returns next mm-hmm. year, maybe you know, even higher, maybe 80% chance he returns. It's funny, Ed, and just because of Bill Belichick being out there now, it just throws so many variables in where um, uh, maybe an owner does make a knee-jerk reaction. Yeah, and, you know, Jeffrey Lurie's always been fascinated by Bill Belichick. You know, uh, he's a New England guy, Jeffrey Lurie is, you know. Boston still has an office up there, I believe. So, he, you know, he has watched Belichick pretty much his whole life, and um, there is a fascination there, but I, you know, is he really the answer to, you know, yeah. to, to a team's needs? I mean, I, I'm not so sure. And the, and the Eagles really don't make that kind of move. Lori hasn't, he's always kind of found that under the radar type of coach. Now he kind of broke from that when he hired Chip Kelly, but you know, he brought in Andy Reed when Andy Reed was a quarterback coach in Green Bay. And he brought in Peterson, who was a surprise uh, hire at that point. And then of course, Nick Sirianni, you know, there wasn't a lot of, uh, you know, reports out there that he was even in the contention for the head coaching job. And he came into the process late and they loved what he had to say and they hired him. So, you know, Belichick doesn't seem like the kind of move the Eagles would make. But again, he's a different cat, obviously. He's the best coach, one of the best coaches of all time in the NFL. And, um, you know, like I said, Lurie's been fascinated by him for his whole life. So that would certainly be something to watch. Hey, Ed, thanks for your time this morning. Uh, great insight, and uh, enjoy the game uh, this evening. Should be a good one. Yes, thanks. I appreciate it. Have a good Stay warm out there. <laughs> it's cold, man. It's cold. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine. <laughs> okay, thanks, Ed. Uh, that's Ed Kratz uh, from Sports Illustrated and our game of the day uh, brought to you by St. Albert Dodge uh, with an industry-leading 4.6 Google review rating. Head up the trail to St. Albert Dodge. See how easy it is to do business with the great people. 
and uh, you can check out stalbertdodge.com. Man, every time we have a guest on, we say it's uh, whatever, you know. And I, I, I always click her to Fahrenheit to make yes, sure that I give got them a little more context because they yeah. they don't understand it, right? No. But when you go, yeah, minus twenty six, or even last week, it was you know basically it was almost even, Stephen, right? Yeah, it was thirty three Fahrenheit or whatever it was when it was thirty nine Celsius. They just they can't comprehend. Yeah, the it. only the only uh, I think the only market we could go to that might have uh, any clue of what we're dealing with would it be Buffalo. to uh, to Kansas because it, well Buffalo. it's not even as cold in Buffalo just the snow. But I think they they experience that. Oh, so, they do, of but, course. Oh, uh, like there's plenty so, of places that get that cold. But I'm talking like right now. Obviously. Again, I, I was uh, curling on Saturday, Duke, so I missed a little bit of that. Bu- a lot of the Kansas City game. Uh, we'll talk about the curling exploits <laughs> after the break, but. Um, so what was it? Uh, what was it uh, with the wind chill in KC Fahrenheit or Celsius? Do you know? Uh, by the end of it, like at certain points, because once like it's a night game, right? Mm-hmm. So like it, obviously temperature dropping, like it was minus thirty two degrees Celsius with the wind chill. With the wind chill, so yeah. Well, it's cold. I mean, it's <laughs> that, it's that, crazy. That's cold. That's really cold. I tell you what, my uh, Dodge Ram fifteen hundred fires up, baby. No problem. Just it's just. Did, uh, did, here, here's a question for okay. you. Does it uh, does it get the uh, the indoor parking treatment? Oh yeah, well I've got. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, I've got. uh, I I, uh, put in one of those beautiful garage heaters, Duke. Oh yeah. So I the garage is probably about. I think it runs about plus six. So like, is it uh, electric or natural gas? Gas. Yeah. Yeah. One of those. It's called a hot dog heater. You see them in the garage, in the corner of the garage. So I do a lot of work in the garage, Duke. You know, there's a lot of working. Yes, projects, heavy duty projects. I built the Christmas tree, Duke. In the garage. A, a man of means, a jack of all trades, yeah. Kevin Carrius. 28 foot high Christmas tree, Duke, out of conduit. It's impressive. I, I'm upset I missed it. I oh. didn't get over there to I check know. it out this winter. So, but. Uh, we'll talk a little curling maybe when we come back <laughs> on the Kevin Carrius Show on Sports 1440. Stay with us. All right. Welcome back to the big program. Um, why that one, Duke, to close it? You're, not, you're in a Phil Collins kind of mood or what? It's just... I'm always in a Phil Collins mood, really? but if we're going to talk a little a uh, little curling, oh, a little hurry. hurry hard. I get you now. You can you can hurry hard, but you can't hurry love. No, you can't. How's that for you? Oh, dude. Put that on a Hallmark what card. What a wordsmith. A, hall, a Hallmark absolute. card, a, a curling-themed Hallmark card. An absolute wordsmith. But you have to buy the rights from Phil. Although that's not an original. Isn't that a cover? Well, that's... Uh, the Supremes uh, did that, Diane Ross, yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. You can't hurry love. I wanted to mention that, uh, you know, unfortunately, uh, Robin Brownlee passed away last week and uh, a GoFundMe page has been set up. So you uh, can check it out if you if you like. It's uh, GoFundMe.com and slash F slash Robin uh, Brownlee. Um, just check it out if you if you can. And I mean, Annalyn and Sam and uh, it's it's been a tough week. There's no question about that. And it's it's. Never going to get easier. It's uh, so to be, uh, you know, without a dad and, and and a husband. So if you have the, an opportunity, maybe uh, if you can, uh, just check that out. Uh, we would appreciate it. Uh, I think uh, thanks to Gregor and guys for uh, lining that up too. So uh, you know what? I I didn't get to tell that the one Robin Brownlee story last week. And uh, so when I was lucky enough to do Oiler games, and I was mentioned, I did talk to Rod Phillips and and, and last week and. Some other guys, and we we were talking about and uh, doing games on the road, and of course it's a small it's a small fraternity, and at the time, like I was a younger guy, where after dinner we would, you know, walk back from the restaurant or whatever, and uh, basically 
you know, Jim Matheson or if it was Rob Tichkowski, Robin Brownlee, whoever it was, and, and Morley Scott and uh, Gene, and, and you had probably eight, nine guys. For the most part, guys would go back to the hotel because it's like nine o'clock and, you know, game day. But Rod always said, enjoy yourself. Go out and enjoy yourself. So I would always, it would be just like, you know, a Seinfeld episode where we're all standing on the street corner. Everyone would go to the hotel and I would go out. And sometimes someone would join me. Most times it was no one because Gene, Gene doesn't drink. Robin Brownlee very rarely, very rarely drank. Would just drink lots of pop. But one night in Nashville, Robin says to me, I think I might go on one tonight with you. See what this is all about. So we're in Nashville and we went to Tootsie's. And well, we were at a lot of places, but we're at Tootsie's. And he goes, so I hear that you can go pretty good or whatever. I said, well, I mean, I enjoy going out and having fun. And he says, okay, well, I'm going to, this is what we're going to do. And I said, well, whatever, you know, you're, you're, to me, you're all, he was, at a th- you know, he's 300 pounds at the time, probably. I said, to, to me, you're sort of a, a lightweight when it comes to the, the partying. He's a little bit older than me. He goes, okay, whatever. So every time we had a round of Tootsies, it was uh, a Jackie Parker, which we sort of invented the drink here after the great Eskimo, vodka, cran, and a splash of soda, a shot of JD, and a beer. That was what the round was. So every time we ordered, that's what we had. Well... So after like an hour, two hours of this, it's not going too well for me. And uh, I had to, I stepped out outside and I said, I was like, holy cow, like Brownie's, he's drinking me under the table here. So I just sort of disappeared. I went back, walked back to the hotel. I totally ghosted him. And then I saw him the next day and he goes, what happened to you? I said, like you drank me under the table. I had to go because I didn't want to um, do something stupid. Or pass put, out at put, the bar. Put yourself to bed. Yes. That's pretty good awareness. That's a that's a veteran move. <sighs> wow. The fact but, you, the fact you Irish goodbye to uh, Rubes, yeah. though, that's 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 a little party foul. I, I had no choice. <laughs> I mean Did he, you step outside for some fresh air and you're like, actually, I think I'll just leave. He he was he dominated me, you know, at Tootsie's <laughs> Tootsie's Orchid Lounge. Which you've never been there, have you? I, I've never been to Nashville. It's uh, obviously mm-hmm. on my list of places to go to check out everything from uh, Broadway to a, yeah. a Predators game. Maybe go to Nissan Stadium. They're building the new stadium in they Tennessee, are, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. And hopefully they get uh, a Major League Baseball team. Because yeah. the AAA team, the Nashville Sounds, very phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Nashville has like, boomed so much as a city in general, mm-hmm. I think. We've seen the success of hockey there. Of course, the AAA team does so well. Yeah. Um, and then, I mean, it's it's a little down the road over to, uh, to Rocky Top, but to go check out a Volunteers game as well, uh, yeah. I think would be pretty cool, uh, a pretty cool scene. And, you know, they have the Grand Ole Opry there. you got the oh, Country and, Music Hall of Fame. You, I mean, it's and everything. People, people always say, like, you don't have to be a, a fan of country music to, to enjoy Nashville and, like, out on Broadway because mm-hmm. the live music and all the bars is everything from Southern Rock to, of course, the blues, yeah. um, along with all the great country music that, that comes naturally with it, uh, its reputation. It's so a, It's a great town to go. It's, and again, uh, I, I'd love to go check w- it out. We were talking with Speck earlier, right, about where Euler fans travel well to. And Nashville, I mean, you see... Like a lot of Oilers jerseys in Nashville when they're when they're going to the game. So, did you? Uh, so you want to talk a little curling about Saturday, night, Duke, or what? I would love to hear about your foray into curling this weekend, Kev. I, I'm a big curling uh, fan. Yeah, we got a couple uh, big curling guests hopefully coming on the program within the next week or two, I guess. Yeah, as we get into the season of champions here. So, uh, 
So it was the Oilers alumni bond spiel, second annual at the Shamrock. So thanks to everybody at the Shamrock. Did a, an amazing job. Just had lots of fun with it. And uh, So basically you played three end games and we played two games. One, the second one, lost the first one. Uh, so I was with the Elite Sportswear, the Eliminators, and uh, really enjoyed uh, the guys. that Dwayne Mandruzic was on the team. So And Dwayne curls actually quite a bit. So I had a lot of fun. Struddy was on in the second game. Struddy was on the ice on the sheet next, uh, and the the guy we well on the opposition in the second game was Mark Fistrick, uh, former NHLer. So anyway, Struddy was on the ice uh, sheet sheet over, and just I mean you you would think that he had a guy that played seven hundred games in the in the NHL would have a little more talent on the curling ice. Just I mean, it just he looked like he'd never. Stepped on a curling rink before. I didn't even. I don't even know how to explain it. Sliding under the hack was like. I mean, he looked like a giraffe. You know what he looked like? You know when you see those old Bambi movie. You know the movie with Bambi. <laughs> oh yeah. That's what Streddy looked like. Like baby Bambi. Yes. Out there, like Dan, like across the full sheet of the full lake. I don't know. He didn't fall or anything, but well, neither did Bambi. Well, I think maybe at the end Bambi oh, did. Yeah. After but the legs spins, go straight out, right? Yeah. that's kind of how Struddy looked. I don't think like. Struddy's that flexible. He just oh, has to fall down instead. You know. Then he started giving me the gears about. Well, uh, I saw you slide out of the hack, and uh, with those calves, you have no leg strength to slide <laughs> yeah. out of the hack. You know, just to only come back. The only thing a, he's got on you, yeah. Kev, is a chirping your chirping your yeah. legs. Yeah. You know, though, uh, they had horse races at the end. You know what that like? So basically, you have a dice, a big foam dice. Oh, yes. And okay. it's, it's that kind of horse race. So yeah. you just roll the the dice and bet on one, two, one through six. Anyway, Streddy won the first uh, the first horse race. Uh, many people won because you have play so, a lot yeah, of games. Yeah. yeah. So I think Struddy ended up uh, pocketing, and then he left. He didn't even buy any, anybody. <laughs> just, just gone. Yes, collect collect his coin and out the door, just like you at Tootsie's. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Although I don't think you were doing much collecting of coins that night. Oof. Really shelling a few out over the. Counter. You know, and then uh, then Ruben. Next morning, like he said, you know, what happened to you? Like he could tell probably that I was, you know. <laughs> he, he knew. He so, knew but he looked like a million bucks. I remember, I was like, don't you feel like he was, I don't know. Maybe he didn't have anything before, like, I mean, a dinner and, you know. Yeah, you, you, you'd already done some, yeah, the kids probably, call it pre-gaming. Yes, you know. But, pre-gaming to your night out. So anyway, it was fun on Saturday night. And uh, again, if you can. Check out that GoFundMe page for Robin Brown. And if, please, if anybody so. is uh, is interested, um, like you read out the link there, but we can also send it across if you just send us a text asking for the uh, the link to uh, to the page, we'll happily uh, copy and paste it in and send it across to you to uh, um, yeah mm-hmm. show a little uh, a little support for uh, for Rube's family and everything. Hmm. Yeg Buds is just ecstatic with me. What does playing hockey have to do with curling? KK is the biggest airhead I have ever heard on the radio. Should have stayed at Global. And that's then my, that's a that's a face palm emoji is that what that is, at the yeah. end of that. It's hard to tell. Hmm. Text is little. But, oh. um, Come on, you I, don't, I don't really understand what his concern is here. Well, he's like, I, well, he, like, I think he's saying because like we sh- curling we and hockey. can't chirp Struddy because he's bad at curling. I don't know. Athletes are athletes. Yes, exactly. That's what I'm saying, right? And that's I would think that Struddy had would have like Fistrick was unbelievable. Never curled before in his life. Cur- I and I, I've played or curled with a lot of first timers mm-hmm. over the years of doing like uh, fun spiels and things. Uh, our agriculture club would have a curling weekend every year at the at the U of A and things. Um, curling is a big; you can get some real beginner's luck. Yeah. Um, but I mean, hey, t- but the thing is, if you have success at the start, that means you'll probably want to come back and do it again. I'm 
really looking into next year probably to get into a league, a very beginner's league, mm-hmm. and figure that out. What I'd like to do is to go to a, a curling rink and just slide out of the hack 20 times. That's that's where you got to start. You know? get to, talk to JR. She'll get you well, set up. Exactly. I mean, you could learn from one of the best. The here. best, yeah. So, I, I might be. I think I'm curling the, the Delburn Farmers Bonds field next week. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What's I think that we're, all we're, about? So uh, it's, a, it's very popular in small towns across, I assume, most of the prairies, but definitely in Alberta that small towns host hmm. uh, Farmers Bonds. Because the one in Red Deer is a very big affair. And the formats change a little bit depending on the place, but it used to be that you put in your three local uh, farmers, rural people, and then you get assigned a county. And usually it's one of the companies that are sponsoring the event. They'll send somebody or, or people can just sign up. And so you kind of get a, a random as your fourth player, and yep. it's someone from, from the city or one of these companies, and then you play as a foursome. That's still the case at the Red Deer Farmers, as far as I'm aware, but the um, the Delburn one, you just put in your team, and you can kind of format however you want. So I'm playing with uh, my my family, my two right. two of my sisters and my mom are gonna uh, all play. I, I have do they cur- play? Have they? Oh yeah, okay. yeah. Curling is very very big in my family. I, I'll be the worst one because I I don't really go much. But you're anymore. a talented guy, dude. I, you're t- like, see, that's the difference. Natural athlete, right? Big exactly. Tro- big so yeah, buds lay the- off it. Hey, buds, lay off it, man. <laughs> Big Tropics Stop went it. to the Drake last night. Shout out to... Uh, oh, so you guys won last we night? We won. First of all, how I mean, you had you know, the Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Did you recover? Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Oh, two, okay. So Friday was... Trop- tropics, media game, Critters. Yeah. And then... Friday did not have to go to Delburn because the game was canceled. Okay. Well, Relaxing weekend for me, Kev. I, uh, I'm i glad that you had the weekend to sort of relax because you were, you were burning the candle at both ends there, dude. I was pretty sleepy. I'll be honest. Martin Luther King Day in the United States, so NHL games are underway, one of them anyway. A whole bunch starting at the top of the hour, but Buffalo and San Jose, anybody anybody going in that game in Buffalo today? So it's scoreless in the first period. They had to move it up. Did you see that? Due to the <laughs> Buffalo Bills changing, the, we are now moving our game to a, 12 o'clock. A noon, a noon start time. <laughs> Think about it. I mean, it's tough because the Bills arena... Mm-hmm. Um, I don't it's know. It's about what, 15 Ni- minutes Niagara. away outside. It's Orchard Park. Yeah, that's yeah. that's where the Bills stadium is, but the Sabres arena is in the city of Buffalo. So there, there is like, yeah, and I have to imagine the traffic mm-hmm. will be a nightmare with the snow and stuff. Yeah. So I don't know how many people nice at the Sabres to, game will watch a little of this game. If you get cool. dip, dip out yeah. from the Sabres, hopefully the Sabres are just running it up on the uh, Sharks by like the halfway through the second period. They can dip out, hop in the wheels, and then mm-hmm. burn down the road to Orchard Park where it is. Did you see any of those videos? There was, I don't know if it was a Steelers player or broadcaster. I didn't quite catch it. It was like in downtown Buffalo saying, why can't we play in this? Why can't we play in this? And then there was a Bills reporter actually out at uh, Highmark Stadium saying, well, this is what it's actually like. And Mm -hmm. he was 10 feet away from the stadium and you couldn't see it through the the blowing snow. Triple C in a truck comes to a little bit of a rescue for me here. It says, (laughs) Yeg Bud sounds like a Cowboys fan. Salty. Man, Yeg Buds. Come on, man. I don't know. Yeah, that's a weird thing to get on you about. Of Wake all, up. Of all the things that we do on this show, we'll happily take the criticism, the jabs, yeah. the the fair shots. But of all the things to get worked up about, that one seems pretty low on the totem pole. Yeah. Maybe it's Struddy. Who knows? <laughs> it's Struddy's burner account. <laughs> Uh, thanks so much to our guests that uh, hopped on today. And again, with Chris Pronger not being able to 
come in studio, we were sort of kind of, you know, getting guests on the fly. And uh, one of them was uh, Jim Hunter. Well, that was just so much fun to talk to Jungle Jim Hunter, one of the top uh, Canadian ski racers in uh, our country's history. Uh, Alan Mitchell, the lowdown, uh, was our guest at 720. Uh, Mark Spector on the mark for Booster Juice. Uh, Patrick Johnson uh, from the province in Vancouver's son. Jerome Solomon, Houston Chronicle, and uh, Eric or sorry, Ed Kratz from Sports Illustrated. And then, of course, uh, Lorianne Munzer, our co-host, on Mondays from 8 to 10. Tomorrow, we will do a deep, deep dive into the uh, Oilers game with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, Oilers just taking to the ice after a day off yesterday. So starting uh, practice at uh, 11 o'clock. So we'll have uh, coverage tomorrow morning uh, with Grant Fuhrer. Uh, as well as our co-host uh, Grant uh, coming on from nine to eleven. Did you have something? You I was. Just, I think I'm going to the game tomorrow. You're going? Wow! With the, with the big Cebolla. Well, oh, because so, he's got. T- yeah, he's, he's a Leafs, Leafs fan. He, he has Oilers season tickets. Oh. His family does, but he's a Leafs fan. So this is always on his calendar every year. And I don't think he's. He, is he making you pay for the ticket? No, I'll I'll, I'll have the drinks for the okay. night. Will be will be the trade off. Yeah. Um, that but, could be but, more than the but, ticket. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but Denton, <laughs> he he is a bit of a like a serial dater. So always has like a different woman on the go, but he's yeah. kind of obviously between women at the moment. Yeah. So I'm his fallback to take to the game mm. is uh and because it, well, it should be lots his, of fun. his brother has to stay at the farm to to calve out calve out cows. Boy, you won the lottery! Tomorrow. I won the lottery, baby. You won, you're part of the lotto line now. <laughs> Um, so it should be a jam-packed show tomorrow morning. Uh, again, thanks to all our listeners for uh, being a part of our show. Even you, uh, Yeg Buds, even you, buddy. Uh, coming up at the top of the hour, it is Fantasy Frenzy with... The former Oshep Tiber. Connor Alley and the Duke of Delburn at 12 o'clock. Uh, low down with low tide. Alan Mitchell till 2. Jason Greger drives us home 2 to 6 here on Sports 1440. Once again, thanks to all our listeners for taking part. Tons of text today. It was great. Uh, stay warm, everybody. It's getting warmer as the week progresses. Uh, uh, top of the hour, Fantasy Frenzy. Before that, here is the Duke with the Sports 1440 update. Have a great day, everyone.